This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. Today I'm talking with Russell Faller. He is an installation manager for Green Street Solar, a residential and small-scale commercial solar installer based in Delaware. So thanks for talking with me today, Russell. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So what's Green Street Solar's history? How did you guys get started? Well, uh, Green Street Solar is a small division of a much larger company. Um, We kind of grew out of uh, our boss being German and seeing the writing on the wall back in like 07, 08. And uh, he decided he was going to start a solar division, and he decided that I was going to be the one to learn how to do it (laughs) since uh, I had electrical knowledge and and some, uh, you know, mechanical know-how. So then we just kind of started fiddling with it, and it's grown since then. What is the parent company? Is it a construction background? Uh, so we're a manufacturer, uh, and we have a, a local installation division for hurricane shutters, and we do some retractable awnings. But, uh, yeah, we have around 50 employees uh, where, you know, throughout our different divisions. Uh, our division has five full-time and then another three that uh, play smaller parts but have other duties within the other parts of our business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... You work throughout Delaware and Maryland, so how do yes. the two states relate and how do they differ? So they're similar in a lot of ways um, in terms of like system design and, and how you would you know attack things. Uh, what's different about them is the incentives, the incentive levels. Uh, Delaware is a little bit more progressive, gives you, depending on the uh, electrical company, the EDC, um, they have better rebates that are available. Um, a more consistent SREC program, which is uh, a lot better, more predictable. And uh, Maryland uh, is, uh, you know, they used to be actually better than Delaware, but they've kind of fallen off the last few years. Are you but doing, they're, still, they're still okay. Are you doing most of your installations in Delaware? Yeah, I would say probably 80% of what we do is in Delaware mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, which is, it's interesting. Um, we actually just started doing a bit more in Maryland for this year, uh, for whatever reason. Maybe <laughs> it's just the the urgency of the ITC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get back to the ITC uh, a little bit later. But I've I've been reading how Green Street Solar, you guys pride yourself on not using any subcontractors. So with just five employees, what do you gain by using the same small installation crew? Well, it's it's pretty simple, really. Um, you know, we have a good vision in terms of you know what we're doing uh consistency is good um i get to look at my guys Uh, i basically have three guys that go out and do it every day uh and then on occasion myself or you know a little bit larger projects i'll I'll interject my own uh eyes into the project but uh no it's just you know being able to look at the same guys in the eyes every day and, and make sure we're on the same page about what's going on and and that way things don't get lost in translation and um you're able to keep the quality up, uh, you know, subcontracting. I, I don't think you can you can have that level of uh, security and, and knowing everything you think is going in is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. As more national installers kind of enter markets like Delaware, how are you setting your company apart? So it's interesting when the Solar Cities and the the Sun and, and whoever came in a few years ago. Um, 
it was it was kind of funny because people would always throw in my face, you know, oh look at them, you know, look how look how great they're doing and and all this. Uh, but really, what they've done is they've raised awareness, and a lot of people—not everybody, but a lot of people—won't just go with the first installer they see. So, in fact, they were providing a lot of marketing value for me uh, because they were raising the awareness, and then people would go and search and see, okay, well, who else does this? Uh, and we would actually benefit from that. So, ever since they entered our market, uh, we've actually been doing much better. And then. Uh, as time has gone on, uh, they've kind of dwindled away, and, and we're still kind of standing strong. Mm-hmm. I think I read that Vivint is doing like a bigger push in Delaware, and they're they're actually working like with Home Depot stores. Um, what what do you think about situations like that? Having representatives in in stores. Uh, so again, it you'll have the, a certain amount of people that will just go with the first thing they see. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never going to change. But uh, like Vivint, I, I haven't really noticed them so much in Delaware. I, I know they've done a little bit in Delaware, but uh, they're more in the Maryland side. And they're, as far as I can tell anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and they're doing a lot more of the PPAs and leases. So while they're they're probably doing a good deal of business, they're not exactly we're not exactly going after the same clientele in most cases. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So what are your big pushes right now? You kind of, you mentioned earlier the ITC, is that with that dropping at the end of the yeah. year, is that what you're promoting? So, yeah. I mean, just like everybody else, um, we're not, you know, we're not fear mongers or anything like that, but we're trying to raise, raise awareness that that is going to happen. Um, also, you know, uh, the the SREX in Maryland, they're starting to gain a little bit of traction. Uh, I think I saw they were almost at $30 now, which is uh, uh, quite a sight better than what it was even a few months ago. Um, one thing that I've actually been becoming aware of is, is my distributors don't even want to sell me all the product that I would want to buy. Uh, it looks like there might be some panel shortages later here in the year. So it's... Uh, you know that's that's something that I have brought up uh, that people are jumping on uh, to make sure that they get what they want and and I think springtime in general is is generally just a, a time where people think about the projects they want to do for the year so uh, we're seeing a nice boost just from that but uh, in in terms of like overall what are we promoting um, in, in addition to what we normally would. It's just the ITC thing, and and it does give people a sense of urgency. And uh, you know, some people that are on the fence or or you know thinking maybe I'll kick the can down the road, it just gives them a a, a kick in the a kick in the you know what to get moving and go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think rooftop solar can maintain its sales growth without the ITC and other subsidies? Well, I mean, it's just like anything else. I guess it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if we're able to bring system costs down. Uh, through that process, then sure. Uh, I, I don't see why not. Uh, it, that coupled with the fact that utility rates, if if they continue to increase, it's going to make solar that much more valuable. Um, but uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see. If it goes down to nothing, uh, I would have a hard time saying it's going to stay consistent. Uh, if if there's something there, if if they can legislate something uh, for the foreseeable future, whether it be 15 or 20 or whatever percent. Um, I could see where solar has been in the industry long enough or, you know, been in, in the forefront of, of people's minds long enough where it's, it's become normalized. And a lot of people building homes, it's, 
it's a pretty big consideration. So, you know, we we've gotten to the point where it's it's not unique anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of at least in our area here, it's more of a a standard, or it, you know, it's it's not it's not something people pay much mind to uh, in terms of like being odd or anything like that. It's just normal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I want to circle back to you saying that there might be like a panel shortage coming up. What do you? Why do you think that is? What well, is that attributed to? Well, the answer that I get. <laughs> from distributors is uh, that there's product, a lot of product being allocated to other countries that have uh, different programs that are expiring, whether it be Italy or you know, mm-hmm. Europe or, or whatever. Um, and uh, also there's a monocrystalline shortage. I've, I've been hearing that. Um, so it's really foreign manufacturers, which is primarily what's being used nowadays. Um, whether they're not bringing as much product into the United States because of allocating it elsewhere or trying to circumvent tariffs or, or whatever is going on, I uh, I can't get product as easily and as inexpensively as I was able to last year. Uh, my panel prices have already started to creep up as of about a week ago. Hmm. And, yeah, do, do you have, like, preferred product lines that that is kind of hurting you? Sure, I um, yeah, so my preferred product, uh, what I sell most of is uh, Q-Cells. Um, mm-hmm. I like their, their uh, Duo module. And uh, outside of that, I'll use some LG. Uh, LG is obviously quite a bit more expensive, um, but it, it certainly has a place in the market. And then, um, you know, for some com- commercial stuff, uh, Jinko. I'll use some Jinko here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, those, are, those are my primary brands at this point in time. Those three brands are, you know, opening or have opened new U.S. facilities. Do you think that's going to help at all? Uh, I hope. <laughs> um, I I hear I have heard about that. Um, it's not, my understanding is that it's it's not going to affect pricing mm-hmm. much at all. Um, it's mostly automated anyway, so it's it's really just a difference of who's pressing the buttons to run the machines, I suppose. But. Um, We'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just. A, I've been in this industry long enough to know that you know, whenever you expect something to be there and consistent, it won't be. Uh, so um, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of jaded to that now. So, uh, and I've learned to kind of roll with the punches when it comes to product availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also noticed that you guys consistently turn toward Fronius inverters. What's, um, what's the draw there? Yeah, so it's it's pretty simple for me. Um, you know, initially, what turned me on to them was the cost, um, and, and they were never the least expensive inverter on the market. But um, you know, they had a time where they they were very very cost competitive. They still are. Um, so I gave them a shot, and then they've been very good. Um, their product, I believe, is is one of the most user friendly on the market. Uh, it it offers everything that all the other brands offer except for being panel level monitoring or, or panel level optimized. Um, and they're field serviceable, which is a huge aspect for me. So if I do have some sort of failure, I'm able to actually repair it the first time I go out to the service call instead of having to do a long RMA process. Uh, I'll replace a board or, or whatever's broken on the inverter and, and they'll send me a new board and, and they'll give me $250 for my troubles. I feel pretty loyal to them because they've been pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Are there any solar technologies that you're excited about? Any 
inverter updates or panel updates, anything that you, you're really kind of excited to get out and install? Yeah, so um, once once they start enforcing the module level uh, shutdown, I guess here you know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be soon, but they really haven't you know, enforced it here. Uh, but one, once that's becoming enforced, uh, I look forward to, uh, I guess, smart modules uh, where they're able to talk to the string inverters and, and be able to provide that, uh, that level of, of compliance. But uh, outside of that, microinverters and optimizers, uh, I've installed a lot of those products as well. Um, I, I spend a lot of time replacing those products. <laughs> so I, I'm not as, ex, as excited about those technologies. Now, I, I still sell them. I, I sold the system Friday that has them. You know, every product, I think, has its place in the market, and I don't think one solution fits all. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't tend to get too excited about one particular type of technology. I, I think they all have their uses. Um, I'm not big on rail lists. Um, maybe it's just because I'm comfortable with what we're doing, mm-hmm. but um, the rail systems, I think, provide you a little bit more flexibility, albeit at a maybe a little bit more cost, but um, I think they provide you a little bit more flexibility, allows you to get closer to the edges of the roof, um, where in areas basically outside of Maryland where we don't have to have those uh, setbacks that are required, um, that's that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think the the more the more efficient the panels can get, the better. Uh, you know that that's really where I get excited is when we get a gain in efficiency and and not a gain in price. Yeah. What what about batteries? Do you do you talk about batteries or offer battery installations to your customers? So, yeah, I have installed a battery system before. Um, it was a it was a little while ago. It was a Deca system, and it was it was pretty neat. Um, the newer battery systems, I'm I'm not completely sold on them myself. Uh, I just think it's it's a little bit underwhelming what you get for what you, what it costs. Um, and I hate to be that way, um, but you know, I I, I just I'm not really a big advocate of the battery system as of yet. Uh, if we can get more capacity into those units um, for you know less, or even if if it's more capacity, at least stay at that same cost level, then I'll start really considering it. But as of right now, um, no, and I'm not really interested in getting into it until then uh, because it's a whole other learning curve too. So. Um, if I'm going to do something, I want to be good at it. So it's not something I want to do one battery system every, you know, three months and then have to relearn it every time we do it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I want to, when I do it, I want to do it. Uh, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. Are customers asking for backup power and, and do you have other options to offer them? So I get the question until I until we start talking about you know what the cost of that is and and what the benefit of a battery system is in terms of capacity. So most people that ask the question have no idea uh, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and until we get into the conversation, then you know you start throwing around numbers and you know eight to ten thousand dollars for you know eleven kilowatt hours of backup energy is not exactly. Uh, not exactly something people are interested in when you break down exactly what 11 kilowatt hours does for you. Now, some people, some people still, you know, want want that and say, "Hey, look, I'm not knocking the heater cool my home, you know, so I just want a little bit of backup generation for times of an outage," and and that's a different conversation. But at this point, like I said, you know, I'm not interested in taking 
three or four jobs a year. So uh, if the customer's only interested in that product uh, at this point, I've I've got to let I've got to let them go. Um, if there is one thing you could change in your coverage area to boost solar installations, what would it be? So uh, Delaware has been really good. I, I can't complain. Um, my my lead to close ratio in Delaware is is something that uh, I feel very good about, uh, and that's because Delaware has, like I said, it, it's more heavily incentivized. But more importantly, uh, what Delaware has that a lot of other states don't have is they have their own financing uh, program, which um, is very important because financing for solar, at least like monthly, you know, plan financing, um, most of the options are not great. And uh, for Delaware customers, we can actually get them into a 10-year, um, 3.9% loan for up to 70% of the total project costs with no hit to, no loan origination fees, no hit to the installer. Um, it's pretty pretty remarkable the program they have um maryland you know we're, we're forced into using banks uh and and regardless of what they say their rate sheets are and all that stuff we all know they have you know they have contractor fees and that kind of thing which then the price goes up and it becomes more prohibitive so um if i could change one thing um uh, it would be better financing options uh throughout the areas that I work, primarily in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys got, like, seems like a lot of lot of things happening, but uh, what can we expect from Green Street Solar in the next few years? So with the ITC uh, starting to sunset, um, I think at least for the next uh, three years, including this year, uh, it should be fairly consistent. I don't anticipate a large sales drop because it's going from 30 to 26 or 26 to 22. Um, I think what it's going to be is there's going to be a sense of urgency each year uh, for the next few years because of that. Um, beyond that, we'll see. Um, but I, I think for the next three years, we're going to be in pretty solid footing in terms of uh, sales and, and getting work and uh, pressing forward. Um, I'm optimistic about the future. I, I don't think anything has been done about the, after the sunset age because, you know, politics is politics. Uh, but, uh, once there's a sense of urgency on that side, then, you know, I'm optimistic that we'll be able to have something available for us at that time. Uh, so it'll, it'll hopefully be a smooth transition. Like we think back to 2016, you know, when it, when it was, beginning of 2015, we had no idea that the ITC was going to be extended beyond 2016. And then, lo and behold, a, a year before that that expired, it got extended. So I'm optimistic that something like that will happen again, but we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll be watching. Uh, thanks for talking to me today. I really enjoyed getting to know Green Street. Yeah. Center. All right, absolutely. Thanks so much. This has been another edition of Contractor's Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com. See you back here next month.